This is Wally Talk with Will and Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Will. Where are we, Will? We're out fishing. What a wonderful morning. Yeah. You see those pelicans? We did see pelicans. See them? I see them right now. Oh my gosh, there's thrice, there's quattro. Oh, oh and Dan oh just missed God. a fish. No, it was the weeds. Oh, okay. On location is what people say when they do these things. Okay. We're coming from you on location <laughs> on a Longville area lake. Yeah. We, oh, there's a fish. What do you got there, Daniel, son? I think I got another. Oh, it's a big dog. Look at him. Had this one on from when we started. Oh, oh it's a pickerel. Come here. Snake. Perfect. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if only you guys could see that. So <laughs> It was on the side gunnel. It just popped the hook. And he's over there trying to like shove it off with his foot. Get up. It was great. It was really excellent. It's gonna be hard to stay focused. Yeah, it's okay though. That's kind of the point of today. It's kind of distracted, distracted podcast. Distracted podcast on a beautiful June morning. morning. Um, what do we got on the slot for today? All right, we're going to do the week in review. Um, then a bunch of listener questions, which are, which great. are great. The really first great. one, I like this one a lot. Uh, warm water, big fish management. So some tips for uh, keeping those fish healthy and alive and, and getting a good picture. Right. Because that's, that's what you need to do with them. Otherwise, you just flip them out of the net. Right. If you're, yeah, if you're going to take a picture, you should be prepared. And we're going to tell you our tips of how to get it, you know, how to do it responsibly. Right. Best for the fish and still get the results you want. Yep. Then we're, we had a listener question about uh, a guy, he bought a new Humminbird, Humminbird Helix 7, and he wanted just some tips to, to dial in the sonar, uh, at least what we do to, to get our units to where we, where we like and where we're reading fish. Right. Um. Then I'm up for a what-if scenario. Yes. And then uh, totally, I mean, fairly randomly, we both fished with our fathers. Yeah, in the week. same week. Yep. Which is, ooh, another, that's a better fish. Yep. And then, ooh, a jumper. <laughs> uh, we'll do a week in preview. Yes. And then we'll go to a Twins game. And then we're going to a Twins game. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Do you see that dock over there, that porta dock? Yes. I bet there's a big big fish right under I bet there's a I bet there's a really good bass right. under there let's take a break we'll hear from our yeah you got to deal with this largey yep and we'll be right back having fun in the sun on the lake all day long porta-doc.com porta-doc.com find your local porta-doc dealer today porta-doc.com Week in review, but let's just like spell out what we're doing this morning, um, what we're trying to accomplish. Um, yeah, we're pre-fishing today. Yeah. For hopefully the rest of the summer. Yeah. Really, I mean, this lake's gonna produce. We just want to see if they're here before, if they if they adjust, if the fish out here adjust to the deep weed line before the rest of the lakes. Right. We want to see since it's a smaller lake if these fish. Um, if they come out here now instead of after the 4th of July. Yeah. And it's a great multi-species lake that's 
traditionally why we're here. I, I usually sell this lake as like, let's go catch a fish fry. Let's go catch some fish. Yep. Uh, put a bunch of crappies in the boat. Um, and get then some in the back of my walleye. head, yeah, in the back of my head, I'm like, we could have a good walleye day. If get, yeah, this lake is lucky. pretty. This lake's pretty great for for bonus walleyes. Yeah. So I'm fishing a Kitek Easy Shiner on a quarter ounce jig. Uh, I just I just switched over to a, to an eighth ounce jig. I was using a sixteenth ounce, and I'm using a fathead. Um, Dan is putting a whooping on me. But we're, we're looking for two different things. So, yeah. yeah but we're it. getting a bunch of fish in the boat today. We got, I think we got a walleye already. Yep. A bonus walleye. Uh, haven't, haven't found any crappies yet. No, but we will. Yeah. I think essentially what we're doing is... There's a fish on. We're trying to stay ahead of the game a little bit. What is that? I think it's a little crappie. No? What is it? It's a crappie. A little largey. Oh. Well, he choked that, too. <laughs> but it is, like, l life is going to change. All right. our traditional walleye stuff is going to be... Out the window. Out the window. Gone with the spring. I went fishing without minnows a couple times this week. Made me a little nervous, but it was for sure the right call. Yep. Um, Especially out on leech. On leech, yep. Mayflies are, are out and are going to be the defining thing on the lake for a while. I don't think that means you can't catch them, but it means it's going to get tough. It's going to get tough. Pulling spinners is probably going to be a good way to do it. I think j well, jig wraps are going to be a good way. Oh, I'm doing the weekend preview. Shoot. Last week was still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, really we had, was. We had, a, we had a couple great days last yeah, week. Yep. It was, uh, and it just keeps rolling. Yep. I think, but it's coming coming to an end. Yeah, we've got some temps in the uh, mid to almost, upper 80s. Almost 90. Yeah, and that's going to warm the lake up pretty quick. But um, we'll see some really good weed growth and stuff. So weed growth, and we'll see we'll see a big transition this week. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe our biggest. Yep. So I always I've been saying that the Fourth of July week is traditionally my toughest guide week. I really think that holds true. I'm trying to. That's part of the reason we're out here. Right. Trying to stay ahead of the game. Um, but yeah, fishing was good. All the little lakes are doing pretty darn good. Um, lots of bugs around on, on even the little ones. Yeah. They're, they're not as buggy, buggy but, but there's but, lots of evidence of them being there. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, it for the week in review. Sort of like, that was a good one. Now let's start working on fighting off the, the hard days yep. through the midsummer. Yep. Um. So I guess we'll bit move on to, uh, I guess, what's coming next. I mean, we've already touched on it's going to get hot. So um, one thing we've, we want to talk about is, well, this came as a listener question from Brett, um, who was supposed to give me one two weeks ago. Thanks a lot, Brett. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, and he wanted, he wanted us to touch on big fish management, especially during the hot months out of the year. Sure. Um, which is a great topic because the warm water is coming. We, I mean, right now we're sitting at 67 degree water temp. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be this cool for very long. Right. Uh, even now you got to. Oh, there's one. Oh, what's it going to be? Oh, it feels good. Oh, now He's it feels snaky. Up. He's standing up. Feels snaky now. I think that means there's going to be some walleyes in here, though. I do too. Um, I got a gator. What can I talk about while you're fighting this fish? Ooh. Ooh. 
That's not a. What are you gonna do? You gonna bow flip that one? No, I'm gonna grab him. He's gonna break your line if you bow flip. I know, I know. So I'm gonna grab him. All right. So I think to start the topic off, while you deal with that northern, uh, the the guys who are best at taking care of fish are musky fishermen. For sure. So if you think about some of the habits that those guys have, you can. Why not apply those to walleyes? <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a parting gift. <laughs> Splash the heck out of me. <laughs> so one thing I do is when 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 I net the fish, tradi- you know, typically I'm the one who's netting the fish. Mm-hmm. As soon as I realize, okay, this is a fish I want to be released, and I want people to have a good picture, that fish stays in the net, in the water, while we talk through exactly what we're going to mm-hmm. do. So fish is in the water. Um, and I say, hey, this is a great fish. I think we should let it go. Uh, I do think we should get a good picture. Everybody's like, okay, okay. So then the first thing I'll do is th- think about the sun, where the sun is hitting the boat, yep. and get the boat spun, So, or think about where I'm going to stand to take the picture. Then keeping that fish in the water as much as possible, I try to get it unhooked real quickly. In the net. In the net. Yep. And then I talk people through how to hold the fish safely for them mm-hmm. and for the fish. Um, One thing to remember too, when you're getting under, when you're when you're grabbing that fish by the gill plate, make yep. sure you don't have any gills yeah. in your hand. That's, that's the biggest, and you can kill them really quick that way. Yeah. If you have a gill in your hand and they shake their head, they're dead. You're just you're crushing their lungs. Yep. Yep. So that's so your uh, hand goes. And I really like to just do one finger in there, just the pointer finger inside the gill plate up to like their chin where there's a place you can pinch your thumb yep. against your finger. Yep. You have good control of the fish that way. Most of your hand is hidden that way. And then on the big ones, I mean, I if you look at my pictures, I hang fish vertically fairly often. But yeah. It's uh, different if it's a 30-pound muskie, but right, for a 4-pound right. walleye, it's, it's, not, it's not a big deal. Right. If you want to be extra careful, get a hand underneath it um, and and support it, the, the bottom side of the fish. But... I think you're okay with most of the, the good picture takers we get. And you want, I mean, the biggest thing you want to remember is keep that fish in the water as long as possible. Yep. And then, uh, you know, it's a really common thing. I People want to put it back in the water and go forward and backward with it. Don't do that. That's uh, That'll end up hurting the fish more than it helps it. Yeah, the water needs to be moving one direction. Right. Um, and you want to, if you are going to, if like if that fish is having a hard time going down, Put it where that water is going to be moving. Like if the boat's drifting, put it where that water is going to be moving into its, its gills. Mouth. Yep, and uh, through its mouth. Yep, and uh, just go side to side. Put, put that tail and just go laterally side to side. You get that lactic acid out. Right. Um, and then they do just need a little spur sometimes. Like just just wiggling them or touching them and stuff will get them to, to kick off. And once they kick off, they can get to colder water real quick and, and recover. Get to recovering. Yep. Yep. I hope I can explain this, but uh, we're at the end of, well, not at the end, but Lindy Riggin has been the way to catch them the last couple weeks. And when I get fish that are gut hooked, that are hooked in their in their gut, not in their gill, but it, like sort of in their the bottom of their, their mouth, and they're not bleeding, I, I know a lot of people suggest that you cut, cut the line, and I just, I don't think that that's the best. Why so, is that? I think that it's hard for them to, to deal with that. Maybe they live for a couple weeks. I don't think they live through it. You don't I, think that dissolves by then? I don't. I don't. And I could be wrong, but I, 
uh, learned this from some from a bass fisherman. Um, so what I do is, if I see it's hooked there and they're not bleeding, what I'll do is I actually take the line in my mouth and put a little tension on it, holding them by the gill plate, looking right down their gullet, put a little tension on it with my mouth, and then I stick my pliers in through the other gill. And that way, if, you, if your pliers go in sideways like that, what you're able to do is grab that hook and turn it 180 degrees. Whereas if from, you go from the inside. From the inside. If you go in through the mouth, it's really hard to do that without tearing them up. Right. So I go in from the side, I get the pliers on the hook, I flip it 180 degrees, and one little pop, and that thing comes out, and they, they're rarely bleeding after that, and I really do think that's a better way to, to, to do it. I don't, you know, I, there's no proof to this, but right. I really think that... Uh, that's a pretty non-invasive way to get the hook out of them, and to not leave the hook in them is, is good. Um, they still have that wound. If you leave the hook in them, they have that same wound. Right. So all you're doing is getting rid of the foreign object. And, well, uh, it prevents, you know, if you do cut it, it prevents, like, unless you have, you know, a really sound technique like you have, it's, if, if you're not comfortable with that, I think it's better off leaving it in there than trying to tear it out. Fair enough, yep, fair enough. You know, if you don't have that technique down, yeah, you're maybe you want to practice it on a on a fish you're gonna keep, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I think it was an in fisherman article now that I that I think about it. I I thought about trying to get a video of it, but it'd be really hard because you have to have the line in your mouth. The line in your mouth, because um, a little tension is important. If you put a little tension on that hook, then it exposes a little bit of it, so you can get the pliers on it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say just, like, try. Yeah. Try real hard to take care of them. Yeah. Don't do anything real dumb. Don't put them on the bottom of the boat and let them flop. Right. Because they need a lot of oxygen right now. Yep. Um, you know, you're dealing with fish with metabolisms that are super high right now. Yep. Um, you can tell just in the way they fight yeah. that, they're, that they're really hot right now. And uh, you can already tell it takes them a little while to get going mm -hmm. after you let them go. Whereas in May, they're... They, they just go right down. Yeah. They want to get away from you immediately. Right. Right now they take a little bit of time. So. Good question, though. I like the, the motivation behind the question, too. Perfect time of year to do it, too. Yeah. Um, let's uh, take a little break and uh, hear from the sponsor. This, one, uh, this tip of the week is presented by The One Stop in Longville. So speaking of fish management, uh, The One Stop carries all of the tools that you need to really take care of these fish. We've got nets with the rubber mesh. We've got plenty of pliers to suit your needs. Uh, line savers to, you know, if you do need to cut your line. Um, anything you need is available right there at the one stop. Stop in, check it out. Nets, I wanna talk about nets. It's not on the list, but I, I might need a new net. What, did you cut it again? No, it's just, <laughs> It was uh, like a coated net. It wasn't a. It's not a rubber net, but it was a yep. mesh net that was coated, and I liked it a lot. It was made by Fradel, but it's getting uncoated. Yeah, too many fish went too into, many into fishes. it. So I want to buy a new net, and I kind of want to hear from people what they think the best net is. Yeah, that's a, that's I know a you're good. a rubber net guy. I'm not so much a rubber net. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's hard when you're one man when you're one you know fishing by yourself and you got a net of fish. Right. It's, so I want to hear favorite nets out there perfect that's it that's all nice all right hummingbirds hummingbirds we i'm staring at them. one right now we both use them 
we both have older ones. God, I was just thinking I'm getting attached to my, like thinking about a new boat next year, and this one will go with with my boat when when I sell it. Sort of sad. I know the technology is. Like you have I'll an eleven ninety eight. Eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. I'll have a better unit, but I don't know if I'll have the one that I know this well. Right. Like I just know it so great. Like I can, I know when I grew up together. I knew, I know when I see fish that I'm not, that aren't marking. I know when I catch them on the edge. I did that yesterday. Like drove over, like, oh, uh, there's a couple either right to the left, (laughs) either right or left of me. And I did another loop and then I got over them. And it was just like a phantom mark, just barely, barely marking. I'll have to learn how to do that on the new one. Well, the new ones have mega image, which. Is gonna be. It's gonna. Yeah. On my next boat, I'm gonna have mega image. It's gonna make a big difference. Yeah. Yep. Big big difference. All right. Couple tips for for hummingbirds. I think the reason most people prefer them is is the the imaging and me primarily. I think their mapping is just fantastic. The, the mapping is by far the best. Yep. Uh, not necessarily like the data you've got in there, but the how it updates your boat direction, the the way it displays your your direction. It's pretty great. And, and that you, Lake Master chip is the best. It's the best. Right now, it, it is the best, in my opinion. Not always perfect. Woman Lake, it's not great. Nope. But um, I, I do like it a lot. Um, the tips that I would have for people, uh, and it's a little different with the newer ones, but one main decision you have to make is whether to run your, your unit on clear mode or on max, max mode. Yep. You and I both run ours on max mode. Um, and it does lead to a busier screen. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there is stuff on my screen that people ask me about, and I'm like, not non-pertinent information. Right. Not stuff that I, I care about. But I am certain that max mode with my unit uh, is the best way to mark fish. Yeah, and you true. So I'm the same. I, I'm the same way. I did have it on clear mode for a long time, and I had my sensitivity up to like 18. Mm-hmm. And then I turn it to max mode and put my sensitivity down to like three or four. Yeah. yeah. And I do feel like I'm reading fish better. Um, I mean, I still was reading fish before, but I'm definitely seeing fish a lot better now than I was. Um, and the big thing is you got to just get enough time in the boat to re- to realize what, what you're looking at, yeah. you know. Yep. Uh, you can't just take it out of the box and expect it to read, you know, perfect. And the thing about hummingbirds is they – you get raw data, so you don't get those beautiful hooks like you'll get with a Lawrence. Yeah. Because they have it, they it processes the data as it comes as it returns. Sure. So you don't get those beautiful marks. So it just looks different. But I tell you what, it's a lot. I think that data that Hummingbird provides is a lot more valuable than sure. refined data. And it, I, I prefer. I mean, it goes back to like the the fish icon option, right? Yes. Do I want to see a fish icon option? No, I want to see what the unit is reading, and then I want to decipher what that's telling me. Like, is that a walleye? Is that a bait ball? Is that a rock? I want to make that choice instead of the unit uh, processing the data and choosing what it's going to display for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I love it. One, another tip I would, would offer to you is... You, when you hit the menu button once, traditionally people are looking at half map, half sonar, or, or a split screen of some sort. You get to choose where your active side is, if your active side is on yep. the map or on the 2D. So when I'm marking schools of fish that I want to hover over, I put my active side on the 2D. So right. then you get arc, 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 or fish, 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 and you drag that little bullseye over and, 
and put it right on that little school of fish. Mark them. There's a fish. And uh, is that a copy? No, it's a bass. Dirty dog. I wanted to catch that one. Mark those individual fish, and then you know for sure that that waypoint is right on those fish instead of just hitting the waypoint button when you drive over them because you're going to be off them a little bit when you do that. I definitely did that today. Yeah. You watched me do it. Did yeah. you drive you nuts? And it took us a long time to find them after you did that. Did it drive you nuts? A little bit. You know better. I know better. He's on again. No, I'm not. Oh, no. All right, you got any tips? Uh, I already gave you the tips. All right. I got nothing else. The great thing about the new ones is you can, if you put your active side on the on your sonar, on your 2D, you can up and you can raise and lower your sensitivity just by hitting that plus minus button. Really? Which is a real nice way to, to be able to adjust your sensitivity. The only time I've had my sensitivity on, or had it on clear mode, was when I was fishing the river and when I was fishing Big Stone. There was too much Too much stuff, clutter? Too much stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I also just think you, you can't uh, assume that from one lake to the next, even from Little Boy to Wabado, that, that it's going to read the same. Be perfect on both. If you want to, if you really want to fine tune it, you should fine tune it every time you're on a new lake. Right. Well, I think that was good. I think so. Clean Hopefully your screens. Clean your screens with no. water and vinegar. Don't ever clean your screens. <laughs> Don't clean them with Windex. Why? Water and vinegar. Windex can damage them, I guess. Oh. Well, I didn't water know that. and vinegar. I gave you a, a, a little tiny I have it fancy still. bottle of water and vinegar. I, I still have it. Okay. They're great. So are Lorances. We're not bashing Lorances. We just, we're these are the guys. ones we, we like. And then you can, if you want to, you can link it up to your, link it up to your Minn Kota right. if you want to. Right. That's a great option. It is a great option. One thing I really like about that is then your, your unit will display your direction of travel and it displays which direction your trauma motor is facing. So, it's like for us, when we've got a room full of people and we're sitting at the back, you get to see which direction your trauma motor is facing, which is pretty neat. That's super neat. Super neat. When you have a guy who's a better door than a window. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of those. There's a there. lot of those. There's a lot of those. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I'd be all right getting on the Humminbird Pro Staff, folks. If you're listening and you know know a guy who knows a guy, we love them. We talk about them all the time. We really pitch for them. We do. I like them. Ooh, I just had a fish jump when I cast it. Oh, I can see the cabbage because it's sort of topping off right now. Ooh, there. that's the whole reason I moved right us over here. I'm going to get a bite. Are you? Ooh. I want to oh, take a shoot. break, but I want to get a bite. Maybe after the cast we'll take a break. All right. Okay. Let's just be nice and quiet here. Let okay. people enjoy some time to themselves. Some lawnmower. What a beautiful day. Look how green it is. Sorry. I'm in. I'm in. Break time. Okay. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. This week's bait tip of the week is taking care of your leeches is an all-day affair. So at the end of your trip, you need to do your part to keep those things in good shape. One great thing about leeches is that they do last forever, but don't let them warm up. Keep them cool the whole time. So they should be in a cooler on ice, and then they should move into a refrigerator at night. Uh, who knows how long we're going to have them around, so buy those leeches and then take care of them. This week's episode brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. 
So I'm going to put you in a little bit of a sticky wicker. Okay. And last year you did really well this uh, during this month. But I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. Okay. Okay? Okay. You've got a fish. It's September 14th. Middle of September. Okay. Not always the greatest. No, that's a tough one. September like, can be really tough if it's not cold mm -hmm. or if it's not hot. Because um, that's another big transition time of the year. Um, so we're, it's September. They want to catch their walleye or die kind of people. All right. You can bring them anywhere you want, and it's a morning trip. Okay. I think I can do it. I think I can't name the lake, nor would I, but I'm not going to fish leech. Um, I might fish woman. More likely I'll be on a smaller lake than those two. And I'm going to know where they're at because I've been on them. Yep. And I think we're going to, I'm going to buy a bunch of really nice minnows, like the nicest minnows and maybe the biggest minnows. I'm going to buy big, big red tails mm -hmm. or some creakies. Yep. And it's not going to be a, like, bonkers day, but we're going to catch 10 rigging big minnows um, in, like, 17 to 20 feet of water, probably on clam beds. Yep. And... Uh, it's going to be a details day, so depends a lot on how folks work their individual rod, mm -hmm. how well they do. Because I think I think I can get ten good bites, and then it'll be how they work rigging a big minnow, and that's not super easy. It isn't. Um, the, and it, the big thing is, well, I'm not to cut you off. But no, pa okay. patience is the patience is the, is big. the key. Yep. And and really, the, I always warn folks about this, but it still gets them a big red tail or pretty chub will give you 10 false bites for every one good bite, you know, uh, because they're shaking. And I also, I, I don't know if this always happens, but you drop line on a false bite, they're probably shaking because there's a, there's a fish, fish around, yep. and they're not going to chase like crazy, and you're essentially letting that, fit, that, let, that, letting that minnow go free. Like, okay, you can swim around now. If you want to swim away from mm -hmm. that walleye, go ahead. Right. So it's really... Holding, holding, holding through those tap, 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 taps until you feel a big thump. And more often than not in August, it's not a big thump. It's just September. Weight. Or September. It's just weight. October is when you get the thump the of yeah. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. Rigging big minnows. And then the only pl place we could maybe get a little unlucky is if they're 16 inches long. They do want to eat a big red tail. But they can't. Kind of hard to get a hook yeah. into them. Yeah. Yep. I like that one though. I'd take that day. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'll be super tired because I'll have a newborn that'll like have been up all night. My minnows will probably be all dead, so I'll have to go to town. <laughs> Forget that I like feel good going to bed. Like, all right, I got three dozen good reds. And wake up and they'll all be dead because the bubbler went dead or something. Because <laughs> you didn't switch it to yeah, one time. Hopefully my trolling motors got plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> so real problems if you're gonna book with me in September, I think. <laughs> yeah, your baby's gonna be less than a month old. Yeah, I do think that time of year is a, especially some of our little lakes. I they they just like they like minnows. Yeah, they like big ones they too. They like them big. They they're they're getting the most bang for their buck if they're gonna hunt a minnow. So they're leeches usually is traditionally still pretty tough. Yeah. At least for the past few years, it's been yep. pretty tough in the beginning of September. When did we go fishing together right after? September 24th. 24th. And that was the start of... of that was day one yeah. of our fall That's bite. not that long. You get like three weeks of a gangbusters fall bite. And it was gangbusters, It was baby. great. Yeah. Oh, that was I, fun. All right. I don't think we need a break. 
I don't think so. Let's talk about our dads. Yeah. Let's. 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 You so go first. we uh, we both had the opportunity to fish with our parent or with our fathers this week, um, which is the first time I fished with my dad all season. And usually, you know, we get in the boat in the springtime, but um, you know, it just worked out. Sunday morning, we went out fishing, and we had just the best time. And it worked out pretty well because we actually had a listener question say, you know, like, um, talk about having kids in the boat, you know, and it just kind of kind of reminded me of, you know, all the times I went fishing with my dad, you know, and when I was a child. Uh, so it was, we, we, I don't know where I'm going with this. I was all over the board there, but I'll keep trying to fight it here. So just talk about your dad, the day you and your dad went fishing. You oh, had a good day. We had a great Start day. there. We, uh, so we were fishing a little lake around Longville and my dad, he, he, we, we grew, well, we live in Federal, or they, he lives in Federal Dam, grew up at Federal Dam. So he's a, Leech Lake guy through and through, hard to get him off of it. Yeah. Um, so it was nice for him to come over and fish one of these little lakes and prove to him that there's more fish than just what's in Leech Lake, you know. Yeah. And uh, we were fishing some deep structure, caught some fish. In fact, I right the first fish we caught, I drove over it, popped her in reverse. It's like, Dad, pitch back there. So he pitched back there, and boom, he caught a 25 as, you know, <laughs> before it even hit the bottom. I was like, yeah, see, there's fish here too, Dad. He's like, oh, whoa, this is pretty cool. And uh, then we ended up fishing the weeds and jigged a minnow, and it was pretty sweet. Caught a bunch of fish. Um, I think Leech Lake guys can get, it's not that they don't think you can catch them on other lakes, they just don't think you can catch nice ones. And that's not true right now. A lot of our little lakes have some real high quality fish. Very high quality fish. Uh, And we've talked about, like, if either one of us gets a 30-incher, it's not going to come off a leech. No. It's going to come off of one of these little ones. Might be this one. Might be this cast. Right. It might be right here right now. Right. Ooh, there it is. I don't think he's 30, but it's not bad. That looks like a walleye. Dan's hooked up right now, jigging a kai tech. Okay, what is it? It's, it's a walleye. Not nice bad. walleye, though. Yeah. 16-incher, 15-incher. You look delicious. Luckily, we're going to a Twins game. That's a beauty. That's a nice one. Nice, healthy-looking fish. He's going to be somebody. Yeah. It's got a pretty Stocky. good angle to its head. Yeah. Get out of here. Thanks, Get out buddy. Of here. That was fun. Dan Ryan, walleye fisherman extraordinaire. Um, so what did your dad do to make you a walleye, or like a, to help you be a, to be a, an avid fisherman, and then maybe a good fisherman too? He, uh, so one thing, well, it actually kind of stems more to my mother. Really? Yeah. So. Mama? She wouldn't let him go without me. Because <laughs> she did, he, he, he left me at home one time. I, I don't even remember this, but I guess I sat at home and I screamed and I cried. Oh. I was like five or six or something like that. And I was just, I threw the biggest fit cause I didn't get to go fishing. Yeah. And it, from then on out, my dad put, every time he'd go, I was in the boat with well, him. It was just part of the, part of the routine. And I loved it. That's awesome. I don't know if he did all the time, but I'm sure he had some really good memories there. Oh yeah. I can imagine, you know. I'm still pretty hyper to this day, but I can only imagine oh, young Will. can't imagine it. <laughs> very excitable to this day. Yeah, I'm sure I was just a handful. But he made sure I was in the boat every time. It didn't matter who else was in the boat. 
I was there with them. Sure. So that was really. That's pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah. And we, you know, we didn't always crush them, but we caught a lot of fish, especially growing up. We caught right. a lot of fish. Yeah. I just can't imagine how valuable that is to just get your kid hook sets. Yeah. You know? Oh, and he that one summer, I couldn't catch a fish. And, you know, fish were biting pretty good. I remember, you know, eating a lot of fish that year. Yeah. My dad handed me the rod so many times. <laughs> it was uh, it was just great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was guiding my dad. My dad booked me for a trip with uh, a buddy of his. A buddy that he, like, from way back, these guys knew each other in their 20s and uh, had worked at a camp together. They had great stories. Uh, but, yeah, we went fishing and had a good time. Um, but it's a little different with me. My dad didn't fish a whole lot. It's definitely not, like, a passion of his. But somehow he figured out that it was going to be one of mine. I had expressed some interest. And so uh, he, I, I think of him as, like, he was a good event or a good fishing planner. Like, he found me some really good resources with, like, his buddies. He hired a guide up here. Talked about this before, but Jeff Sundin was a guide in Grand Rapids and still is. Still is. He's the best fishing guide in Minnesota. Right. He just got, he got voted that last year. Um, and my dad found him, and he certainly was a great guide. He, my dad tells a funny story. He loves it. When we fished with Jeff... I was just putting a hurting on him, and my dad could not catch him. And Jeff was just loving it. Yeah. Just loving the fact that, you know, the 10-year-old Kids out is, fishing him. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I bet it seems Sunny Boy's got this figured out. What's sunny the problem, boy, huh? Dad? Yeah, he told me Sunny Boy, I guess. Um, but then, you know, I was talking to another dad. Oh, a guy, he was going fishing. He's like, yeah, it's the first time we've been fishing without the kids all year. And I was thinking the original fishing guide is just a dad right a dad is just a guy who's trying to help other people catch fish and that's essentially what we do so if we're talking about tips for um for keeping fish or keeping kids interested hand your rod off as often as possible sell them on that 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 they they're doing the work you know it's not your fish that they're reeling in but they're really doing the work by reeling it in all you are doing is hold holding the rod right you just happen to get a bite and they they get to do the work then right it'll make them appreciate when they get to do everything you know yep um keep them busy i i think that's real important part of the reason we're on this lake is thinking about our kid trips coming up in july and august this is a great lake for for fishing with kids because they get a bite every every couple minutes right might not be a walleye but they don't care yeah they especially don't care so i would yeah definitely suggest bringing them to panfish lakes yeah you know some of my biggest best memories is you know my dad would get us all into in the boat me my brother my sister my mom we'd all go out to this little lake and we'd go fish bluegills sure and boy was that but we'd do it about twice a year and then we'd uh, we'd scale a bunch of bluegills with uh, on the hay wagon. Oh man, that was just a mess. Yeah. But it was fun. You know, all of it's good memories. We got a picture of us. You know, we probably kept thirty of them for dinner. Yeah. Because any more than thirty is way too many. <laughs> but yeah, so we we had thirty of them or whatever on a stringer, and we're just happy as could be, all of us together. You know. Yep. And that's uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um. And this is a great time of year to just get kids catching fish. Yeah. And then be positive about every one. Right. Every fish they bring in the boat should be a great thing. Right. You know, I don't care if it's a rock bass or an 18-inch northern or a largemouth or Did what. Did you have fun catching yeah. it? Yeah. 
That's all that matters. So, especially early on, don't be a walleye snob with your kids because you're setting them up for, for failure. You right. just can't catch them all the time, and they're going to lose interest. Even if you if you have what you consider to be an okay day, right? Maybe you fish for six hours and catch five walleyes. Chalk it up to be a great day. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you do that in July, that is a pretty good day. That is. But if you try to do that with a kid and they catch a couple pike and they're like, oh, that's not what we're after, you're, you're burning them. Right. Because that's not enough action for a kid. Yep. Every every kid should be catching fish as frequently as, as possible. And get that, you know, when you get a pike like that, you know, with cell phones now, get a picture with yeah. them. Yeah. You know, they're going to feel special about you taking a picture with them and they're going to love it. Right. Right. Pictures are huge. Yep. And then skill development happens just sort of naturally, you know. Try to do one little thing with them a day. Get them better at one one part of it, and they'll be, they got a lot of time to learn, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. They can, they can worry about choosing if they're walleye guys or bass guys or musky girls later. <laughs> right. Right now, just keep them interested. Right. I'm with you there. That's I great. I had one more thing I was thinking of. Oh, one last part of this is one one thing fishing brings up for a young person is it's their it's one of their earliest uh, opportunities to make a responsible decision about about the outdoors, right? Especially with this. So right. I'd encourage you to have some clear cut uh, guidelines for what you're gonna keep, what you're gonna let go, and stick to them because those kids are making even at age six are making a, a, a conservation decision, right? right? This is a keeper, this is not. This is not, and, and that's an, an important step. They're dealing with life and death, right? right. Is, this, is this life valuable enough for us to take and bring home and, and eat? And obviously, sometimes the answer is yes, but sometimes the answer should be no. And you got to make the tough decisions. Yep. You know, that that's exactly what it is, is a tough decision for them. Cause for they, sure. Because kids always want to keep them. Yeah. You they want to keep everything. Right. And so I think you're getting them started on the right foot with, like, early on, you've got to make decisions, and there's nobody telling you yes or no. You have to, you know, you we're making this decision. We're deciding to let this 24-inch walleye right. go. Even though it's the biggest walleye of your life, we're not going to cut it up because we think it's better for the lake to let it go. Right. That's it. That was a good one, Dan. I think so. That was good. All right, one little break just for, just because. I got to pee. All right, pee break. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. We're going. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, Dan, what's a skinny? Um, that's a great question. I'm going to pull spinners this week, trying to get better at that. Feeling pretty good because I had a day by myself to do it. I caught a bunch of them. Um, going to pull spinners on Woman Lake for walleyes. Got to fish woman a couple times this week. This week? Yep. I think I'll be on the leech at least once. I do think my time on leech is maybe waning a little bit. I might be not yeah. on there quite as much. Um, it just comes with the time of year. Yeah. You know, if you get people who specifically want it, it's different. But, right, right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well transitioning to the fish catching fish catching mode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fish a lot of weeds. I'll, I'll still drive deeper structures, see if there's fish there. Yep. But we're going to run into more and more where we're going to see fish and not catch them. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm going to be jig wrapping a lot more. <gasps> yeah. Yep. I had the jig wrap night last night. 
I didn't think it was going to happen either because the water was still 68 degrees. But it was it. It was the start. I got home and immediately texted Jason Freed. And you were like, jig wraps, baby. Dude, it's jig wrap season. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm annoying during jig wrap season, too, because you just love them like, so what, much. What are you getting them on? Jig wraps. If you ever fish a jig wrap, you should try fishing a jig wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't ima- I don't think you have any tattoos. That would be one. But I think that would be the, you know, in, instead of having, you know, like the butterfly on the back. Right. On, you know, I think you'd have a, a chicken wrap. <laughs> a parrot color chicken wrap. Parrot colored chicken wrap. Oof, duh. My wife would not be happy. Why? She, I mean, I think mostly because her eyes roll so hard that it gives her a headache when, when I talk about <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Jig wraps, spinners. You crankbait guys, you could probably start doing real well. I bet they're going to mash them. Yep. Um, I've already heard rumors around town that crankbaits are doing well in like Woman and sure. Leech. So. Low light stuff. Low light stuff. Even after dark stuff. Yeah. We don't have much of the moon right now. So Mostly because it's the middle of the day, Dan. Take a look up there. We got a waxing oh. crescent, I think. Yep. Cool. Nailed it. <laughs> oh shoot but yeah panfish should start going yeah this it's only a matter of time for these bad been, boys not that they haven't been going but our our pattern for panfish the midsummer panfish. our weed edge stuff mm-hmm. muskies muskies are gonna start going you can you know it's not the best time to be a, a walleye guy fourth of july but it's a great time to be a fisherman. right you got all sorts of options Bass fishing, I'm sure that's great. You've caught a bunch of bass today. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've caught one yet. You haven't. It's because I suck. Um, yeah. Leeches and crawlers. Yeah. I don't know. If you buy a minnow, buy a good one. Right, a goldie don't. is going to be like your pike minnow. Yeah. But otherwise, buy your red tails and creakies. They're fun to fish. Yeah. About all I got, I think. We gotta go to a twins We're game. We're going to a twins game. Portadoc, our one of our sponsors, they uh, hooked Eric, us up big time. Eric Hendrick sent us a couple tw- twins tickets. We just happened to have the day off. Serendipity. We're gonna go watch them just crush. Yeah. Keep the questions coming. Please like and share. Yeah. We are up to twenty thousand listens. It's been listened to twenty thousand. Isn't that unbelievable? So we appreciate it. Makes us happy to do it. Right. Makes it worthwhile. Yep. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. Good luck fishing. Adios.